Welcome to Well Played VHS, Well Played's film and movie podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Hello, Zach. Buddy Watson joins us once again from Radio Watson. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Thank you for asking. Uh, always appreciate that. Uh, and joining us for a special uh, episode seven guest appearance is Edward Darling, also known Hello. as Long Time. <laughs> also known as Long Time from the original podcast. <laughs> How are you, Ed? It's been a long time since we've spoken. Yeah, I'm good. And I, I didn't realize you guys did this as well, and that's pretty exciting. I, uh, I'm a big... I'm into my film and television, so I'm pretty keen to be here. It's, uh, yeah, good. We, we, when you were more more active, we didn't really do a lot of this sort of stuff because we mm. never really had the, the chance all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've, we've tried to make more time... Uh, especially for The Last of Us, which we're going to be talking about from HBO. We're up to episode seven. So, Ed, you can go back and re-listen to all those uh, yeah, nice. previous six eps. You'll, you'll love it. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get stuck straight in. Ed, I'm keen to hear what you actually think of the series thus far. I believe you're a big Last of Us fan. I am. You are? And I am, yep. And I love the uh, show. I think they've just done an absolutely fantastic job every episode that comes out i can't wait to sit down and watch it i think they've where they've stayed faithful to the game has been incredible where they've strayed has been incredible i just there's i can't say a bad word about it to be honest okay okay did you and there's no wrong answers here did you read james's review when it went up no i did not (laughs) (laughs) probably for the best um, You're not a fan, James. Uh, no, I I think it is at its best. I think it's it's a solid eight, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's more consistently a five. Um, yeah, and right. so I landed on a seven for yeah. I, I I think it does some things exceptionally well, and I think the majority of it is a pretty average television show. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Bud Wardo, uh, how do you find uh, this latest episode? enjoyed it and the biggest thing i apart it that i enjoyed was that um obviously it's a left behind dlc and they included this and it's the perfect segment or place in the game where they slot the dlc to make sense and it makes perfect sense to just include this from the out, outset and not have it as like a you know a flashback in a season two or an episode 10 or 11 or 12 or, or or prelude or some special type of thing. So the fact that it's like included as a part of this journey that season one is going to be in, well, you know, the first game is going to be in season one. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Cool. Ed, I have a question for you because yes. James and I have spoken about this and, and, and even Buddy's been here in, in, in previous weeks. So we're seven episodes deep, right? Yep. There's nine episodes. You know where we're up to in the game? Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, like we were at two. Uh, how do you feel knowing there's only two episodes left and what they've got to uh, show show in the TV series? Because because yeah. one of our criticisms was that some elements, especially in the back half of the series, yeah, felt feels a little bit rushed. And then you have entire episodes dedicated to like 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 this sort of side side bit um yeah and then when there's still like chunks of game that that are still there to be told like like i like i really really love this this dlc and this 
this part of the the story. But mm. um, a bit like with the Bill and Frank episode and the revolution, uh, the resistance one, they kind of take up all these entire episodes for uh, mm. characters that aren't there after the episode finishes kind of thing. So, yep. And when there's still so much game left, I'm like, hmm, yeah. I just want to know how you... Because I was speaking to someone who I work with and they're like, it concerns me knowing how much game is left mm. only two, with only two episodes to go, how they're going to... Yeah, I can it, definitely understand that concern. And that's actually one of the concerns that I had for episode six where we kind of were 40 minutes deep and we still hadn't got to Colorado. And I was like, oh, um, how are they going to do that whole section uh, in 10 minutes? Um but they kind of managed it. Like I would have liked to have seen a bit more of the exploration of the university and um, like obviously they cut a pretty sizable chunk out of that. And I'm, I think I was a bit disappointed with how they did the injury with Joel. Like I would have liked to have seen in the way they did in the game where he kind of fell off a ledge and impaled himself because that feels more um, true to the character. Whereas the one that happened in the show where he just gets stabbed by like a goon that felt unearned um, in comparison. Um, and I think I, I was trying to work it out because I was talking to my wife about this and I was saying like, oh, it's interesting that they're going for Left Behind Episode 7 because we've still got all the David stuff and then we've still got, um, you know, all of the... I can never remember the city there. It's like, what's the city they go to with the fire? Salt Lake City, is it? Yeah, Salt Lake City, that's right. Um, and... Utah. Yeah. I think well, that's, the, well, that's the state, yeah. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I have my concerns, but also at this point, I have so much faith in the team to do it justice that I'm not worried about it. I'm interested to see how they tackle it. Um, I think they'll probably cut out a lot because when you think about the game, like there is a lot of, uh, like especially with the David stuff, um, there's a lot of gameplay elements that they couldn't really put in the show. Um, like, you know, when they're defending that shack kind of thing, when Ellie's defending the shack with David and the whole hunting kind of thing with Ellie following the deer and, um, and even, you know, Droll like stumbling through the blizzard, like that takes up a massive chunk of gameplay, but really you wouldn't necessarily do that in a TV show for a compelling amount of time. Like that's something you can do in one or two scenes and still get the same effect that you play, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of that in the game. So I, I, I can understand why people have concerns um, and I'm interested to see how they do it, but also I'm not worried that it's going to be rushed or it's going to be shit. I think they're, I think they're really good at um, committing to the important moments. Like we saw in... Uh, again, in episode six, where we had that scene where Joel and Ellie had that interaction in the bedroom, like that was a really important scene from the game. And they did that almost shot for shot, word for word. Like they've, they kind of know what beats they need to hit and they hit them, um, you know, really cleverly. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. All right, let's get straight into it. So this one, yeah, does, does sort of follow the story of of the Left Behind DLC, and it starts off with uh, where Episode Six kind of leaves, and that's with Joel getting stabbed, and he, and, he, and he kind of falls off the horse, and that's when we kind of get the closing uh, curtain 
and then so this one kicks off and they're in in the house uh and ellie's uh yeah, looking at his 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 wound and joel's kind of like no just go just go find tommy and get out of here and save yourself kind of thing and she's like no nah, bro i am I'm, I'm gonna i'm with you you know we're here together uh so then we kind of she goes like searching through the house i think she kind of goes upstairs and goes searching through the house and then it kind of cuts to uh the past or you know cuts to the beginning of I guess the left behind story um, and we kind of see Ellie back when she's in Fedra, uh, sorry, not, not in Fedra, but she's in the QZ that's uh, in control. It's the Fedra school. Fedra um, school. Um, yeah. yeah. She's got a head headphones in and a Walkman and then one of the, this other girl comes and runs alongside her and snatches it off her and they kind of get, get into beef and uh, the other girl whose name is Bethany, I think from memory, um, mm-hmm. she kind of implies that her buddy's not, not there to kind of back her up. And, and then, yeah, Ellie, Ellie leaves her worse for wear, but obviously she gets in trouble. And then, um, the next sort of bit is when Ellie's kind of, uh, not, not kind of, but she is in the office of, uh, Captain Kwong. Is that, maybe that's how you say mm-hmm. that. Uh, and he kind of talks and you kind of get the idea that this isn't the first time. This is not Ellie's first rodeo. Uh, you know, she's, she's been sat down a few times and he kind of says that, uh, you know, I've put you in the hall, which I didn't quite know exactly. I think it's meant to be it's a like the gulag. I think it's like oh, the hole. hole. Yeah. Like right. solitary. Right. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I assumed. And, uh, you know, he's like, I've done that three times and it does, does, does nothing. Um, so then he just, he just kind of, he's kind of real with her. He goes, you know, you, you got basically two options in this life. Uh, you can either be, you know, have a, a junk life where you're just a grunt or a goon, as Ed, Ed <laughs> would say, and you do shit jobs and you eat shit food and have a shit sleep. and um, Or there's the other side of it where you, 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 you be in charge to a degree and, you know, eat good, sleep good. Um, yeah. yeah, he's like pitching her on yeah. middle management, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's, and um, yeah. Captain okay. Kwong is played by Terry Chen, who is from the Expanse series. If anyone's a fan of the Expanse, oh, yeah. he plays Praxidak Meng in the Expanse. There you go. And um, uh, did anyone else see the little Easter egg when the little naughty dog Easter egg? Maybe a key ring. Yeah, it's got a key ring and it's got a little red dog's paw on it. Oh no, I didn't. I yeah. didn't see that. Well, that was pretty cute. Um. Yes, and then he just kind of, um, yeah, as James kind of says, he sells the life of middle Fedra person. Yeah, what I found interesting about this exchange is that, like, um, you know, he he really hammers into her the idea that I think this this is a dude that believes that Fedra is like, and he says to her, like, we're the only thing holding this together, basically. Um, you know, like he, he believes that Fedra is the last line of defense against, like, chaos and the, the Fireflies kind of way of life. Um, and then 
it's kind of smartly written in that like he believes he's the good guy, but he's still pitching her on like, hey, you know, instead of taking shit, you're smart enough to dole out shit. Um, and like he, he is already playing into like the kind of like fascistic power structures um, that even the quote unquote like the, the good guy within Fedra um, still sees himself as a as an, some sort of authoritarian, even in this particular world. Um, it was a yeah, I, I like that little exchange. Uh, yeah, and then obviously, well, then, then he kind of, he goes, you know, to Ellie, there is a leader in you, so, you know, what's it going to mm. be? And, you know, of course, she uh, chooses to take um, the doling out of the shit, uh, and she leaves. Stuff. Yeah, she leaves. And the, uh, the way he, oh, sorry, just, I wanted a quick note, the way he characterizes her as like, you're so smart, you're dumb, or something, you're so smart, <laughs> you're stupid, um, really accurate. <laughs> yep. What's interesting though is that like I I mean it's you know doesn't really bear thinking about but I don't see that in Ellie like the mm. like she's very petulant and very reactive and um I mean she's what 14 like it's interesting yeah. that this guy is, apparently sees a leader or leadership capabilities in her but everything that we've seen in Ellie <laughs> is very um <laughs> the opposite of that so far mm. and I love Ellie today. What's kind of it's like how the show is um, constantly telling you that like Joel's done bad things, but you yeah. don't actually get any of that impression from this character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Ellie leaves and uh, gets her walkie-talkie. Sorry, her walkie-talkie. Her walkman back. And then she's back in her room uh, reading a comic. Cut. And we, we have this moment where the scene or the camera like sh- shots at like an empty bed. Did anyone know who was in this bed at that moment no, i actually didn't i didn't even think about it uh don't know why idiot uh and then she falls asleep because and then so this next bit when someone sneaks into the so then um uh, it's like raining or whatever or it's not time and then someone comes in through the window sneaks in then grabs her in bed i thought initially like for a brief second i thought it was the bethany girl like like getting some revenge um, and then obviously Ellie kind of not fights back, but shoves them off and Riley's like, Hey, it's me. It's me. It's a, hey. uh, so yeah. So Riley, who is Ellie's mate and roommate, uh, jumps in through the window and surprises her. And then basically she, so she's been gone for three ish weeks or whatever it is. And Ellie's like, you know, where have you been? Uh, and Riley says that she's been with the Fireflies, but Ellie at first doesn't believe her. She's like, yeah, good one, mate. Like, pull the other one. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. Then lifts up the shirt, shows the uh, the heat, shows the weapon. Um, she's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, and then uh, they – sorry, then Riley's like, you know, you, you, you have to come with me. You, you are, you are going to say no, but then you're going to say yes. Uh <laughs> and we're going to have the best, you know, you're going to have the best night of your life. And Ellie's like, no, nah, I can't. I've got, to, I've got to be up to run drills. Um, I can't remember what Riley says to make it come. I think she just says that you've got to come or something. Yeah, it's like, don't be a baby about it, yeah. essentially, you know. Um, um, so, yeah, so then they're walking through the roofs and Ellie's, you, you, you can see that she's a bit, 
can I just yeah, just super quick? I want to give a quick shout out to a bit of dialogue that I noted down. Um, I think that you know, there's like a, a moment where Riley's like, "All right, we, you got to get changed or whatever to, to come with me." And Ellie asks Riley to turn around so she doesn't watch her get changed. Um, and Riley very specifically notes like, "You're so weird about that." Um, and as someone who was like growing up as a queer teenager, like that weirdness around your body, around other people of the gender you're attracted to, um, I, I thought that was just like a nice little touch to sort of like obviously this episode goes where it goes with their relationship um but in terms of just like planting little things along the way that like indicate that they've always had a weird tension around that sort of stuff mm. though that was quite good very good then they're walking through the uh the, the rooftops and ellie's kind of jabbing her about being into fireflies and um kind of just just kind of uh, yeah kind of finding out why riley is kind of doing it um she, I, don't, I can't remember if this is the exact scene. I think I might have jumped ahead where I was reading, but uh, they kind of go into this room, or sorry, into this building, and there's a dead body there, and Riley's like, oh, that wasn't there yesterday. There's a bottle of booze. They grab the booze. Uh, and he's obviously overdosed, I, I think, is, is, is what I got. I think that's what it's implying, yeah. From that scene, and then he falls into the ground, catch you later. Uh, but, then they, but then they go <laughs> out to the, the window. I think, I think this is when they... Um, Ellie starts to question Riley about why she's joined the Fireflies and she sort of says that, you know, it kind of gives her a bit of a purpose, you know, because, um, yeah, like, you know, is this the, this is the scene where she talks about the family? I should have written this down. I was thinking about it because oh, Ellie's like... I feel like that comes a little later a, maybe. It is a bit later. It's when they, it's when they say, yeah, it's after that because she's like, is something about a dead body? And she's like, no, my parents... And then Ellie's yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah, she, she mentions that she's seen a dead body before and that it's her parents. But then there's another uh, segment where Riley talks about why she's seeking belonging in the Fireflies. Um, which, I mean, to be fair, we don't have to go super chronologically. Nah, like, that's yeah, a yeah. good point to talk about. Um, the, I think that's later. Yeah, the concept that like yeah. Ellie never had a family experience and so she doesn't know what she's missing in that sense. Um, and that's what Riley is sort of seeking out. Um, is Yeah, it's, it's a good bit of characterization. I like Riley. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. I, I like the um, kind of toing and froing. I know Federer have that, you know, mid-management cell type thing and they kind of see themselves as the good guys, but I kind of like Ellie's questioning of the Fireflies and their motives as well mm. um, up against kind of like Federer and, you know, they're both looking for the same thing but in different places and who is mm. actually right and, and what methods are kind of right. So like that outside mm. of, you know, the little hints that you spoke about, James, about the, you know, the tension or whatever, that was the other mm. kind of through line of like what is right, what is wrong and yeah, How we get I, that I'm acceptance? still not sure that I would say that the show has done a good <coughs> job of explaining the ideology of the Fireflies, though. Um, and I feel like we're deep Definitely enough not. now that we should be understanding why someone like Riley has joined them. And this is this is the episode where you should have done it. And I think that taking the personal approach about like the two's relationship makes more sense to me. Um, but just in terms of like raw world building, I don't think they've done an adequate job of um, be, beyond just like oh well fuck Fedra, which is like, yeah, I, I get it. Fuck Fedra. But like, what are you replacing it with? What do you believe? Um, yeah, there's not enough of that in here. I don't think. It's almost like we lose sight of what the, the journey is like the end game of the journey, not just the relationship mm. between Joel and Ellie, like how important she is and why the fireflies are fighting for that and have so much faith. And there is so much pushback against you mm. know, the systems. So, mm. yeah. And saying that though, in the games that, that, um, exploration of the fireflies and their ideology, that, mostly comes from collectibles and like mm. you know text posts and stuff that you find in the game that you kind of piece together 
rather than um you know joel and ellie exploring it through their journey like you really only mm -hmm. see like the graffiti and they you know ellie will be like some make a comment about the fireflies and joel's like no nah, they're full of shit and i mean i think they, <laughs> they maybe could have explored it a little bit more with tommy and um mm. like when you know joel was talking to tommy and um but and one thing that i think i mean it, i was going to mention it later on in the end but one thing that i think they could have maybe popped in that would have been nice is the uh dog tag that uh, if from the game that because mm. Ellie has Riley's dog tag from the Fireflies and they mm. didn't do that in the show. <laughs> um, I thought that would have been yeah. a really cute, like little kind of thing that, mm -hmm. you know, she has that memento going forward. Mm. I mean, you, you're kind of hinting at like some of the tension I talked about in my review, which is that like, if you're going to adapt this, right, you mm. do inherently like you remove those gameplay segments where you get a lot of like incidental dialogue, yep. you remove the collectibles. And so in the absence of that, you do need to write around those things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in their desire to chase specific scenes and moments from the game, they often forget to flesh out what is would be around those moments mm. um and and like that the moment to moment dialogue i think is is what, what we're missing here yeah. a little bit anyway yeah no i could see that uh so then we arrive at at the mall and ellie's a bit uh hesitant because she's like oh that place is you know all sealed up it's it's you know it's a no-go zone and riley's like well if it's such a no-go zone or if it's all sealed up why is it not sealed up and they they jump inside and She's like, go down this hallway and let me know when you're there. And then Ellie, uh, I'm sorry, Riley cranks the lights and it's all very, very nice. Did now James or Buddy, you might remember, did they say that they built this mall for this TV show or was that something else? I've got no clue. I'm going to draw a blank. I haven't had time to uh, listen to that uh, interviews yeah, yet. Right. All right, I might do a check on that in a sec, but um, but yeah, like the mall lights up and Ellie's blown away. Uh, you can see it in her face that she's doesn't know like what to say or what to think. Um, mm -hmm. Just taking it all in, uh, and then we go to the escalators, and it's the fucking greatest thing that she's ever seen. <laughs> Those uh, kids are on the escalators again. I know. <laughs> Uh, and I actually quite like that that little scene because uh, she's just like, what is this? Like, mm. this is magic. Um, I want to shout out two things there. Um, one thing I, I read in an article earlier today, I can't remember who it was from, so you have to forgive me. But that shot um, of Ellie and I think it might just be Ellie actually looking out over the kind of banister to the rest of the mall. Um, it uses, it was almost like a visual representation of the lesbian flag as well. It had like really strong <laughs> orange colors, really strong whites and really strong like pinks, like through, it wasn't like a direct representation, but it was, it borrowed mm -hmm. really heavily from that color palette, which I thought was really cute and like a really nice, um, nod mm -hmm. to the characters in the story. And, mm -hmm. um, and then the next thing on the escalators was the use of, um, take on me by aha. Uh -huh. I... I was, I knew it was coming and I really wanted it to be bigger. Um, especially like knowing what I know from the second game and the fact that mm -hmm. take on me was featured really heavily in one of the trailers for the show. I can't remember what it was. Um, I thought we would get a scene later, which would sort of place more importance on the song so that when they inevitably, inevitably go back to it in series two, um, that it has more of an impact because it's sort of like, I thought it would be like that was a song that Ellie shared with um, Riley 
And then when she sings mm-hmm. it to, I mean, I don't, spoiler alert, <laughs> I think we're talking about, I don't want to talk too much about part two, but there's a part where Ellie sings that. We've been to, very delicate about part two yeah. stuff here. Yeah. There's a, there's a part where Ellie, you know, sings that song to another person. Um, and it's a really, really touching scene in the game. And I thought maybe they were trying to make a, a connection using that song, you know, through that sense. But it was still, it was cute that they put it in. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. And I think that that's a byproduct of kind of like the um, stylistic tone that they've gone with with a lot of this uh, TV show, where because yeah. it does use needle drops quite frequently, you're not actually realizing this one is meant to be important, I don't think. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, to be fair, the first time I watched this, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I get it. Take on me. Sure, whatever. <laughs> like, I didn't even click because I was so used to this show just being like, and here's another song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. When they overlooked the mall there in that scene, I'm like, it, the, all the lights lit up. I'm like, please don't be Stranger Things. Fucking please don't do this Stranger Things montage type scene. And then it was like, take on me. I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense then. This yeah. is okay. This song is okay. I just thought it would at least be diegetic so that... Yes, not not for the audience, but yeah. play an important narrative yeah. role. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just reading something on Variety and it looks like they did build it, the mall. From what I'm... Hmm. I'm skimming here yeah so riley riley says that, that she's got four wonders of the mall uh for ellie to ex- um experience uh and obviously the ellie thinks that one of the first ones is the is the escalators and riley's like yep no well you know there could be five so on they move uh and they stop at victoria's secret uh, and they kind of talk about what shops had been looted and what shops hadn't been. And uh, actually, I did quite like this little scene where Ellie's like, so, because, uh, you know, why are some stores gone? Or not gone, but, you know, completely empty and why are some stores still got shit in them? And Riley's like, well, you know, my mum told me that basically when it all went down, people stole what they needed or like what they wanted. And then you kind of pan to like the... F- Footlocker, and you know all the sneakers are all gone. And Ellie's like, so people took sneakers, um, but not soap. But not soap, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they walk past the um, the Victoria's Secret. And I do quite like this scene, and I like how there's like a little bit of like awkwardness and uh, between Riley and and Ellie and Ellie's. Uh, when like Riley goes, it doesn't look comfortable at all, and Ellie's just kind of looking at it, being like, yeah. And then, then, like when Riley leaves, and she's kind of like fixing herself in the uh, mm. in the reflection. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's one of the few times I feel like Ellie's probably been given a chance to see herself as like a, a young woman, um, because obviously Fedra would not be the kind of environment in which it's going to be encouraging any form of like sexuality and expressiveness and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I, I liked that moment a lot. And she, Riley also she says, lingers. "Sorry, yeah." Oh, Riley says, "I'm just imagining you wearing." Oh, that yeah, sorry, as well. Sorry, yes. mm. Yeah, um, which is an interesting. And that's when they laugh. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. that's, sorry, that's when Riley laughs. And yeah, uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, sorry. And then, they, then they get to the, I think the first wonder of of the mall, which is the carousel. They get it up and going, and um. They start. They have more booze because they've been swigging from that alcohol bottle that they found on the on the dead guy. They, I think this is the scene where that I might have been thinking about earlier, and Riley kind of comes clean, not comes clean, but to sort of explains to to Ellie that because she's nearly seventeen, she's already been given her 
assignment. I think she might have. They might have called it uh, from Vedra, and hers is sewage detail. So she obviously d doesn't feel like she's that important, uh, and finds and thinks that there's probably a bigger purpose uh, with the with the fireflies. And obviously, Ellie didn't know that. Um, yeah, which is um, you know, it was a good good little mm. moment. Um, I'm just trying to yeah. Here's a moment. So when they're on the this like carousel together, right? And the um, uh, I noted it down somewhere. What is it? The uh, is it the cure? Um, yes, uh, just like heaven, right? There's like a um, carousel cover, <laughs> I guess, of, of yeah. just like heaven. Um, I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to do the um, take on me cover just through like a kind of like little instrumental tone coming out of that machine. So it is in universe. It's a memory she associates with being in love. Um, you know, like there, there's, but, but again, because the show is just like so hungry for more and more like your know, references and iconography and like, look at this cool thing we're doing. And like, yeah, like it is cool. I just, I get a bit numbed by the last of us as kind of like general approach to this. And this is what I was always saying about like cinematography is very, because every shot is designed to look so staged and so well-crafted, I don't find myself noticing the standout shots anymore. Um, and I, I sort of felt this way watching them on this carousel where I was like, this is, yeah, like it's pretty in the way a commercial is pretty to me. Um, and I, I, I need a bit more grit from it sometimes, I think. Yeah. Uh, in, in that same moment, I think uh, Riley ex explains to Ellie that the Fireflies have liberated other Q, QZs and stuff of... Fedra, and then that's that, and then think that that's how that conversation to to Riley's assignment comes up. The um, and then I think in this, I think I think it's the carousel where Riley says that um, the only thing that she misses from from where they are, which I've forgotten the city they're in again, Boston. Wherever they are, they're in that that place. Um, might be Austin. Is it Austin? Uh, Boston. Boston. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the only thing that she'll miss or that she misses while she was gone is, is Ellie. And you kind of see Ellie kind of, uh, she likes that, you know, she, she thinks that maybe, maybe this is a two way street, um, that they're, that they're walking together. And then we get to the photo booth and this is a, again, like a nice little fun, fun moment. Because they don't really know how to how to act. I do like the fact that uh, Riley's just pulled out a five dollar note, <laughs> um, and I know it's kind of you. You kind of get what like how, um, but uh, mm. always always. Look, the, it's a kind of a shared moment you have with Ellie, right? Where you're kind of like, how are you possibly prepared for this? But like, it's mm. romantic. It's yeah. it's a big gesture in in that moment. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was very sweet. She literally pulled out the five dollar note, and she's like, I was prepped for this. I'm like, God, no, I'm like, this is so good. And there's no amount. Of, like, I wish I could be that prepped for. I wish I could be that romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice. And they take some funny little pictures and prints out, and then we get to the uh, the good stuff. The good, the the good wonders, which is uh, the arcade, and Ellie is just well. There's that kind of moment, like right before they get there, and Riley's like, "Stop!" She's like, "Can you hear that?" Mm. And then you see like Ellie's eyes like light up, and they, it's 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 the same name as the arcade from the game too, which is Raj's. No, I didn't write it down. Shout outs to me. Um, <laughs> but it's I, I believe it's the same name from. As as the mall, uh, sorry, as the um, arcade 
from the game and then they could kind of go around and they finally get some uh early jumps into a couple of different games and i think daytona and pretends to be daytona the card. what a I banger do, let's hmm. go here's one thing that i was like either she's read up about this before which i'm guessing she has but how did she know to go to the little things where the coins might be mm. you know that, what I'm saying? that tweaked me as well um i was like that's very like it's very deliberate like you know it's not like how you played this it's just like and then straight straight into it uh, anyway you know I, I won't hold you uh too too accountable there big neil um and then they go they, they get the coins fill up the bucket and they go to mortal Kombat, and that's when yeah ellie loves that and this is a, good, a great scene this is a great moment i think uh from in the show buddy any uh any thoughts on playing mortal Kombat? Banger game. Haven't played in years though. And I'm not a not an Ash Wailing super fan. <laughs> um, but I kind of loved how she's kind of, you know, pressing the mashing the buttons but not using the joystick and just kind of like, yeah, use the joystick more or like kind of teaching her how to do it as well. I, I liked it. James? Did it make you wanna uh, wanna play Mortal Kombat? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not I'm not a fighting game guy. I, I know where my lot is. <laughs> I played a shitload of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Too, yeah. so. well your name's Ed I freaking I, I thought <laughs> yeah. I literally thought you were summoned for the episode because of Mortal Kombat yeah who, um, that's my special guest spot who's your who's your character who are you picking in uh, Sub-Zero Sub-Zero come on mate. It's, it's OG either Sub-Zero or Scorpion um, but I actually weirdly I kind of thought that they lingered on Mortal Kombat for a bit too long um, and I, <laughs> I really liked the the scene in the um, game is very different in that none of the arcade machines work. And I think it's Riley that describes the game to her and it's mm. all, it all kind of happens in Ellie's head, which doesn't make for compelling television, but um, so I understand why they changed it. It could. It could. <laughs> like, I think if they'd gone down that route, it would have been really nice. Um, mm. But I think it's, it's an easier way to sort of be like, no, she does get to kind of have this moment. And, but I still think they lingered on it a bit too long. Like, the initial fight was like, oh, cute. And then it's like, oh, no, we're still playing and we're now in Baraka and um, like doing the fatalities and, and stuff. Was, yep. And Raiden, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I do agree. Uh, but, um, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was nice. But then we kind of cut uh, when they, I think it's when they just start playing Mortal Kombat, we kind of cut to that uh, at Pans and we, we get to, and there's a infected uh, trapped in the wall or, fused to the wall in um another store or another neighboring building and obviously the noise of the arcade and the squealing young girls are you know has awoken the beast um and yeah so they finished playing uh, um lost here well sorry uh, they finished playing mortal Kombat, and then there's a little moment uh right when i think that they finished playing there uh, when ellie does the fatality i think I'm trying to remember. I only just watched it today, so I should recall. But there's a little moment and then Ellie kind of gets a little bit deflated and then she's like, no, I've probably got to go back now. Um, Can anyone remind me exactly what happened? Yeah, she's talking about like getting back to Federer on time. Um, So she's kind of like on her last warning. But just before that, I can't remember the exact moment where they were kind of 
not like about to kiss, well, you know, maybe like they're, they're about to kiss, but there's a moment that they share. And, I mean, maybe it's just from the fatality and then like the laughter and stuff. No, I think uh, there was definitely, I got the sense that I think Ellie wanted there to be a kiss and then yeah. Riley didn't kiss her. So I think that's why she was deflated. Yeah. So then, yeah. And then Ellie's like, no, nah, I've got, I've got to go back. You know, I've, I've really got to be, be back because, you know, last warning is, as Buddy, Buddy said, and then Riley's like, got you a gift though. Ellie's like, well, I do like gifts. Don't we all, James? Um, we certainly do. <laughs> and then uh, they, they walk through the food, the food hall. Ellie's asking a thousand questions. Is it dinosaur? Is it this? Is it that? And then is it tacos? But then uh, they, they jump, jump behind the counter. It's where Riley's been staying and Riley presents to her the, the pun book, which, but volume two, uh, which is very exciting. They start reading through it. Some some good puns in there. I did like the one that they mentioned about the screenshot, uh, and they they had they had no clue like what that meant. That was quite nice. And then Ellie's kind of have a bit of a sniff around, and she um she finds the bombs that Riley has either made or been given. She says that she made them, but um yeah. And then obviously Ellie gets a bit unhappy. And sort of says, you know, why'd you even bring me here? Like, what's this all about? And Riley's like, because I wanted to have the chance to say goodbye. And I, you know, I just wanted to, to see you again. And, you know, I, I wanted you to come with me. And I asked Marlene and because I'm going to at, uh, a QC in Atlanta. But Marlene said no. Uh, and, yeah, this is, you know, I'm leaving. You know, this is it. This is the last time that you'll see me. You know, and it's really hard. And Ellie's just like, no, it's not hard at all. You know, you've already said it. Catch you later. And then she walks off and decides to come back, which I think is for the book, if I'm remembering the scene correctly. I think she hears screaming. Um, you sh- I thought she memory. heard screaming when she go when she goes back into yeah. the bottle. She yeah. so she start. I don't think like obviously she wants to get the book, but I think she kind of realizes that she may have overreacted. Yeah, and then turns around and uses "I needed the book" as an excuse to come back. Yeah, because yeah, because then then she hears the screaming and she thinks that it's Riley and she runs into it's like a costume store I think or it's a like a Halloween like a, store. Yeah, or like a danger field maybe, and uh, <laughs> there's like a, <laughs> 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 there's that thingy that like robot thingy that comes up and it's it's screaming and Riley's like this is the shop that I thought you would like the most um surprise and Ellie's just like yep give me the book no she was like that she was just like you know I just want the book and then they kind of sit down and they kind of talk it out and she's like are you sure that you you want to leave uh, I think maybe this is actually where they they talk about the family thing perhaps I yeah. think I think I skipped well ahead there um but yeah, this is quite a nice scene, and and let's let's just quickly go, very very like ten second thoughts. Storm Reed as Riley. We love her. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I I loved her in Euphoria as well. I thought she's. I think she's just a oh, you're fantastic a, little actress. You're a TV. Maybe James is, <laughs> has to be booted <laughs> off. Maybe maybe Ed's the real TV buff here. <laughs> I thought it was your movie buff. You can't make up your mind. You're just, I'm, both. I'm you, you're but the, stronger. Yes. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking hell, I can't focus. Where are we at? Yes. Yeah, we like Riley's like character. Riley, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then, um, and then they then they kind of make up and they're like, let's you know, let's just have one one last night, or let's you know, finish the night off on a high. And Riley's got the the mixtape, sorry, not the mixtape, the the Walkman, uh, and gives her or pulls out a mask and then gives Ellie this as like a wolf mask, I, th- I think. Uh, I can't remember what mm-hmm. I can't remember what's the clown. The clown. She the clown. Yeah, she's, does. she's got, got the clown. <clears throat> plugs the uh, Walkman into the store's um, sound system and it's uh, a track called I've written it down and I can't even read it hold the phone no that's something else uh, it is called I Got You Babe by Edda James because I was like I shouldn't I really need to write down the person because if I write I Got You Babe I'm, I'm going to think it's it's like the other song in my head uh, and then they're kind of dancing on, on top of the glass cabinets and the display ca- Cabinets and then Ellie kind of stops, t- takes her mask, her mask off, and Riley does the same, and they share a kiss. It's lovely, but here's my question. Here is my question that I didn't recall this from the game, but then I feel we've, I think James and I searched it up maybe post potty, and it is. Isn't it a little bit weird that Ellie is fourteen, and Riley is almost seventeen? Isn't that a weird age 18. gap? She's almost 18. No, she's almost 17. Yeah, she's almost 17. She, I thought so. she said she was turning 18. That's why she was getting her first no, assignment. No, turning, no 17. turning 17. Yeah. Uh, mm. or, or am I just the only one that thinks that's just a little bit... It, it, it's it's the 14. It's the 14 that just makes it sound... I feel like yeah, in this 14. world, it's complete... Like, just my reading of it. Like, I was actually... Before, when I was reading your notes in the 14 and 17, I'm like, hmm, is that weird? Like, my, my take on it is that, like, in this world, there's no real kind of what do I use the word here there's less chance of grooming and taking advantage of a younger person mm. from like they may be on like on the same mental like it's so there's a kind of even I don't know how to express it field in a lot of say in a lot of ways because they're all exposed to the same trauma points and the same sort of like shitty world around them like there's right. no privileged system going on here that there's sort of none of that um, and I mean, on top of that as well, I think like the idea of even finding another queer person you connect with in that world would be such a, a rare kind of exception. Um, and yeah, potentially I mean, even love as, as, as a general thing, like, is, is it even in your, your forethought of your mind, like in your yeah. Maslow's you know, hierarchy of needs, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. is love even in this world? Is mm-hmm. it one of them? So yeah, no, for sure. Ed, what's your take on the, uh, on that? Yeah. I just echo those same sentiments where it's like, I think you know, that would be problematic in like a real world setting like today. Um, but I don't, I don't think it is framed as Riley taking advantage of Ellie. Um, and you know, they Ellie's very emotionally mature at that point. Well, to a degree, like I think she kind of knows what she wants and she's, you know, she has the, as we mentioned earlier, she has the ability to kind of you know, when she's getting undressed and she's like, no, turn around. Like, it's not as if like, Mm. um, and you know, Riley respects that and stuff as well. It's not as if it's a, and you know, the, I would say that Ellie is for like an older 14 and Riley is like 16, almost 17. Like that's a two year Mm. age gap, which if you, you know, in high schools and stuff like that, these days you get that kind of age gap. Um, I don't think it's, I can understand why some people would point it out as being potentially problematic, but that's not the sense that I get from this. And I don't know if in the game 
if Riley is that old. I think she maybe is. she's a year. She is? Yeah, because yeah. I checked that out. Because I was like, I don't recall them being that that age group, or the age yeah. gap. But it, yeah, she yeah. is. Um, and it's mm. like, yeah, like, I don't think their relationship is, 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 is weird or wrong or anything. I just, mm. I think it's just knowing that Ellie is 14. I just think about that like that right now, like today, like if mm. if a 17 mm. or if, you know, if an almost 17-year-old was dating a 14-year-old and not like, you know, they, they could be 14 years and 10 months. Mm. But just, Did you like licorice mm. pizza, Zach? What's that? Did you like licorice pizza? <laughs> I'd have no idea what, what, what that means. <laughs> it's a throwaway line. Don't worry about oh. it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a movie joke. Um, come on, movie buff, you should have you should have got that. He, he knew, he knew. I James didn't know. Licorice Pizza no, is a Ed. record, isn't it? Ah, uh, yes, I'm claiming my title back. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I set you up there, James. No, no I, I just, appreciate it. Thank you. I think it's I'm yeah. I think just on the number, like on the yeah. It's just I think you know if mm. if you went to someone and said, hey, I'm dating a 14 year old, they'd be like, mate, come on. Anyway. Mm. I mean, I think that even if you take the number out of it, right, I, I, there's a potentially interesting character, like, tension there, right? And the idea of, like, Riley is kind of like, she's got this younger girl who is very clearly very emotionally attached to her. And then on top of that, you're involving, like, political ideologies, the idea of, like, leaving this Fedra shit behind, you know, her taking her to this space where she has been developing weapons for the Fireflies. And even if you take out the, the right or wrong of, of that particular situation, there is a a degree of emotional manipulation, even unintentionally from, mm. from Riley here that I think like, you know, it, it makes sense for a 17 year old to not realize the impact she might be having on somebody. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't think the show is remotely interested in any of this, um, but you know, you can read into it. Yeah. Uh, so it yeah, so they, it makes for a good article. They <laughs> share the kiss uh, and then kind of Ellie, Ellie says to Riley, please don't go. And Riley just says, I think, I think Riley says, okay, I think that that's all she says and that's when you, you kind of get the the noise in the background and riley's like uh, i can't remember what she says but it's like you know stay back or get no get ready to run i think get ready to run yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the it's a clicker isn't it it is isn't it no it's not no no because i read it's just something, a very advanced yeah well runner. i read something before uh it might have even been in the the mall article and they're talking about a click and I was like hmm was it maybe I didn't see it anyway they the infected comes and they Riley starts shooting with a weapon and obviously they've they've got to got to start pounding that pavement and they they sprint through the store Riley's throwing things on it but um very very quickly the uh infected catches up with Riley and then Ellie pulls out the knife and tries to or stabs it in the in the side, I think at first, I think that's the first bit, and then uh, runs after, and then she she runs and, get, and then gets caught pretty quickly, and then gets thrown into the clothing racks and stuff, and <coughs> crawls out, and uh, and that's when Riley comes and saves her, hits hits the infected with a I don't know something, um, I don't remember exactly, and then again the infected's going after Riley, and that's when Ellie gets up and stabs the infected in the head, and Ellie's elated. She's like, well, we, we fucking survived. We did it. But then she can see that Riley is looking at Ellie's hand. Oh, arm, sorry. Arm. And there's the uh, the bite mark. And then Ellie sees the mark on... I think I think it's Riley's hand, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this is uh, something that I think the show does really well. I felt the same way watching the, um, the scene where... Um, 
Sam like turns and jumps on her and she's having that like freak out of like trying to fight something off that's on top of her. There's a very like viscerally uncomfortable feeling mm. in these scenes. And I felt it again here. The, 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 the scream acting, yeah. I guess, is just really unsettling. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good shit. And it's yeah. really like authentic too. Like you can mm. it, like... Yes, it's acting, but, you know, you, you could... Yeah, but it sounds like it would hurt to make that noise. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's not like, ah, you know. And I guess it's like, <laughs> it's how you would feel like if you just found out you'd mm. basically, you, that, also, you, that you're going to die. Like, you know, you, you've just had this amazing night. You've just kissed the girl that you're... Yeah, Ellie's anger is, yeah. is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she... One she's thing that not, I hate that um, they do, because like I said, I've been watching The Walking Dead recently as well is that whole like, oh, we have a scuffle with a zombie where it, it kind of, they're right up in the face and then they're dealt with. And then there's like, suddenly there's a hidden bite where it's like, there was nowhere, there were nowhere near yeah. that thing. It's like, it doesn't, it feels really well, like, so how would you not know that you were getting bitten? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those, like, it's just an annoying trope in these yeah. kind of films and shows and stuff where it's like. But I guess for you know, mm. I knew that it was coming, so I was kind of like looking for it. Whereas if you're watching it, you know, blind, um, yeah. without knowing the story, then it may be, oh, maybe they got away and they're they're okay. But I think yeah, I my think- wife Kim, she's like audibly like fuck when when they're like <laughs> yeah. the, the two bites happen. Yeah, probably more so at Riley because mm. when we know Ellie gets bit. But yeah. mm-hmm. Rip, big rip, uh, massive rip. Uh, and the mood definitely uh, changes uh, quite a bit. And then it, it quickly uh, flashes back to, I guess, present day uh, in the story with uh, Ellie searching around the house for... Uh, it's got um, one of the, the nicest lines from... one, of, Not the nicest lines, but one of the lines from the game that's like, we'll be all poetic and just lose our minds together. Well, that's mm. what's like, next. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So... It's like a quick, like, it's not even, it's like maybe uh, 30 seconds and it flashes and then it quickly, then it flashes back and Ellie's smashing up the, um, the glass displays and right. Riley's like, there's more shit over there. You can go break if you really want to. <laughs> uh, and that's when Ellie sits down next to, next to Riley and yeah, like you're right. Like, you know, let's, um, you know, what are we going to do? And I think, uh, and Riley says, and Ed, you might have to jump in exactly where Riley says that piece uh, because I was kind of one year on something else at that moment. But uh, she's like, the way I see it, you know, we, we got two options. We can either take the easy way. I think it's like sh- shoot themselves, I think is what they kind of said. Um, yeah. quick, mm. quick and painless or we can, yeah, or we can be all poetic and we can lose our minds together. I actually did, did write it down. Shout outs mm. to me. Uh, and then, you know, Riley's very, she, like, you can see that Riley's very upset. She's, distraught that you know that she is caused this she's she's the reason why ellie's been bitten obviously neither of them know that um ellie will actually be be Mm. be immune um but yeah i like the way riley frames it as um like hey whatever time we do have left let's at Mm. least spend it together like i don't want to go out just yet like if we've got six hours let's spend those six hours together um it's yeah I, i thought that was very nice yeah. And then it flashes. And then, you know, there's lots of tears and crying. It's uh, very emotional. And then we go back to the house and Ellie finds some, some needle and thread in, in one of the drawers and either goes back, goes back downstairs and it cuts to the end of the ep or it just cuts there. I can't remember. 
the exact moment, but um, we wrap it up. Well, she goes down mm. and she sees Joel and she sees that Joel's been crying. Oh, really? And then, yeah. Okay. Because, like, when, when she goes to leave, I think the, the way that I read it was when she goes to leave, Joel's like, oh, she's leaving because then it cuts back to him and he's got a tear rolling down. Mm. And then when she comes back and she sees he's crying, he's like, oh, you're, you were going to get help and you've come back. Like, it's like a, um, I thought that was a really touching moment. And then she sews him back up. I lo- yeah, I love that moment. Kind of mm. like, really? go leave, you do the, do this on your own. I, I failed, and and then she goes and like, oh, she did. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh damn. Fuck oh, my drag. And almost like, oh, actually, I, I did. I, I actually didn't want that. I didn't want yeah. that. I really actually wanted you to stay. Did yeah. she sew him up in that episode? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, she sews yeah, him up right. at the end. But John I'm passes like, out. Girl, like, 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 damn, that would hurt. Yeah. Disinfect the needle. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, like throw some alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah. Have you got anything? Yeah. Yeah. I must have just tuned out right at right at the end. Very nice, very nice. Well, yeah, two two eps to go. Uh, two two big eps. I think James from memory, the two next ep is quite short, or is it the last one? I think the next one might still be the same length than the last one's, like just over forty minutes or something like mm. that. It's yeah. it wraps yeah, up forty four from memory. I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Cool. Yes. Cool. Well, any um, any think about if I have anything in my notes that we I wanted to hit on. Yeah. Well, what James looks, I just want to say I don't want the show to end, and I'm enjoying watching it week by week. I know you guys binged it for review purposes, but um, not often do I get recaptured into watching a TV show. Kind of moved on to more film stuff, and a lot of mm. the stuff kind of getting lost in the shuffle because it's just all dumped on me in 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 one kind of take, and then. You know, by the time I want to get to it, the, you know, the zeitgeist is gone conversation-wise or having that. But every Tuesday I'm walking into work because my work week starts Tuesday and goes till Saturday. Um, I'm having people talking about The Last of Us at my store. It's like, did you see what's The Last of Us? I'm like, oh, man, I love this feeling. And then I go have that <laughs> conversation with three or four different people. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, you know, I'm on this podcast at the moment. <laughs> that's one question I want to ask, Ed. Uh <clears throat> Do you prefer this weekly dump or do you prefer the Netflix just, let's just get rid of all, let's flush it all out now? I there's a I have a fondness for it because that's how I used to have to watch TV shows like Lost and the big kind of like water cooler talking shows. Um, but there is, there is something really nice about just setting aside a weekend and binging a whole series. Um, I think there are benefits to both. And do you think just, that the last of us would have had the level of interest that it has continued mm. sustained interest? If it was just a weekly, sorry, no weekly, um, if it was just objection a, leading the witness, your honor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think it probably wouldn't have had quite the same kind of impact on non-gamers like people who are coming to the show not having any kind of experience with the game i think that's definitely captured a lot of people um and kept them watching this entire time so i think that's really cool um and yeah it's it's just there's i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's just the selfishness of like oh i want to i want to see it all and i want to know what happens and i'm really enjoying watching it like you know we binged chernobyl and we binged um there was something that we watched over like yeah a day or two days or something like that 
um, there's just something really nice about that as well. But then you kind of get after those two days, you're like, well, now we've got to wait until they make series two. <laughs> so it is kind of nice having that extended sort of dopamine hit every week when an episode drops. And, um, I'm actually also really enjoying watching the, the little behind the scenes clips, the little four or five minute behind the scenes clips um, okay. after the episodes. They're, they're good value as well. Yep. Very um, good. Have you checked out the podcast? The, He's on the podcast. This podcast? <laughs> <clears throat> no, the the Troy Baker led one. No, 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 not yet. Fair. Um, I haven't Fair had cool. a lot of time to listen to many podcasts, to be honest. Um, I think the only one that I've been rating recently is the Hideo Kojima presents Brain oh, Structure. Give me that church is up. I've yes. got it banked yeah. up. It's the only reason I have Spotify. <laughs> yeah. And the well played podcast, of course. I got Apple Music. I got all the other apps. Don't worry. I got a third party app that fetches everything. That's sorted. You're a good man. All right, let's wrap it up there. Ed, it's been a pleasure to have you on talking the last of yes. us. Join us again next week if 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 you're about. You're more than welcome to yes. uh, continue to ch- uh, chat the series as it wraps up, buddy. Pleasure as always, James. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure as always. Always, mate. Always. Myself. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Zach. And, uh, I appreciate it. It's good chat to you. Always, mate. Always, always good to see your face. You're just a busy man. I am very busy. It's more so at the moment, which is uh, stressful, but good. Cool. It's a it's a good stress. All right. Let us know what you thought of episode seven. Uh, yeah, just let us know, and we'll know. We'll feel it, and uh, we will see you next week for episode eight. See you later. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.